This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Doesn't matter if it's punk, metal, or rock. Rockabilia is your one-stop shop for all band merch. They have over 500,000 items to choose from. Hard to find stuff that you can't get anywhere else with the largest selection of music merchandise available in the world. Doesn't matter if it's hats, shirts, autograph items, patches for your battle vest. Rockabilia will have you covered. And everything is officially licensed. Don't fall for the Chinese counterfeit band merch on Amazon or the targeted Facebook post promoting a bootleg product. If you support Rockabilia, you're Supporting the artists. Been around since 1987 with 30 years of giving you the best memorabilia. And for special discounts, use the promo code PCJabberJaw. So for your punk, metal, and rock memorabilia, there's only one place to go. www.rockabilia.com It's the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Speich, Brandon Hahn, and Jocelyn Sharp. Metal Sucks Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is I, your host, uh, Petra Spych. I am always joined by... You listen up and you listen good, son of a bitch. God damn it. Again with this? My name is Brandon Gooch, hon, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at your buddy Gooch. He's not the podcast host you want. But he uh, is the. I feel like the nobody's going to host you deserve. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's going to follow you because of your. Uh, your you always like mumble out your shit. Well, and your weird, creepy like. It's super creepy. It sounds it's like you're now. like wearing a trench coat and I you're watched, talking to me in an alley. I don't like it. I watched The Unforgiven the other day, and now I'm feeling all Clinty. Oh, that's very Clinty. <sighs> and if you want a good follow, follow me at Jocelyn Sharp on Twitter and Instagram. She posts. <laughs> <laughs> and if you guys want to follow me, rise to offend on. Facebook and Twitter, Rise to Offend Official on Instagram this week, guys. We got Nurgle from Behemoth. Yes, the opening track to our show since we've been on this show. We're talking uh, all kinds of stuff, but mainly we're talking about I Loved You at Your Darkest, which is out now. It came out Friday, guys. I've got the physical copy. This thing is awesome. Make sure you pick yourself up one. ASAP. 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 You really yeah. can't talk. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I have, I have so much in my mouth. There are times, there are times where it's you like, have so much in your mouth. Like there are times, yeah. <laughs> I feel like the skittles are just they never leave. It's like Pete's got all this stuff like in his brain that he wants to say, but when he funnels it out, it's like too many letters at the same time. It's you know? like his brain's an immigrant. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and is just learning the language on the boats and on the plane. <laughs> Coming to America. So before my inter- our interview with Nurgle, let's talk about some of the Metal Sucks news. Um, the, one, one story that got us just completely by a headline, and we're like, whoa, 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 what's this? I got to read more. But it doesn't give us much more, so we're going to speculate, is that ex-Ghost guitarist says something horrible happened to make him leave the band. Now, this is horrible on the level of Ghost. Yeah, I think I know what happened. I think somebody got his black face paint in the tin of his white face paint. Oh, it's not, that's not and, horrible. It's not horrible. And ruined the whole... Well, Pete, I don't know. Have you ever gone out on stage with a gray face? <laughs> it's not a good look. I know kabuki artists, and they have no issue when the, when the face paint mixes okay. whatsoever. I'm okay. thinking... And they're more legit than the, the ghost Maybe face paint. somebody... I'm thinking somebody didn't flush on the tour bus. See, I'm thinking it's more like... It's going to be like a personal affront, like somebody smudged his rhinestone crown. I'm thinking somebody banged somebody's girlfriend's so wife or hey. show or kids or something not kids well, no on, like no they <laughs> might they're older they could I mean, have like 18 year old kids like a 19 year old daughter yeah. understood okay. Okay. okay okay of age children yes. no like weird Legal. shit don't go gross on us yeah or, or, or evil on us but okay that's too horrible so you guys see i'm leaning more towards the, the see i you didn't say okay we the, the, the scale isn't like not not that horrible, horrible, and then too horrible. Right. It's just like horrible. So it, like it's a pretty it's, general this statement. Isn't a, this isn't a weird metal like Goldilocks and the yeah, Three Bears. It's not like the guy was like, I left Ghost because of something horrible cubed happened. This situation you know I mean? is too horrible. Yeah. Mm. This situation isn't horrible enough. This situation is just right. Thanks, Goldilocks. And in the statement, he says, like, I don't want to talk about it. I'm sorry. I understand. Of course, everyone wonders, but basically he didn't want to talk about it. And then he just dropped to something horrible thing. And um, us as uh, podcasters and and news sources like we jump on shit like this but in actuality it probably is just like hey i just said something and now everybody's fucking twisting my words what do you guys think i think that's exactly (laughs) like something Uh, horrible didn't really happen okay like i think he probably got in a big fight with like who his best friend is in the band yes i'm listening and he's wanting to let everyone know in the public how terrible he is he's he's like giving a passive aggressive dig at his best
best friend and being like, something horrible happens. Oh, yeah. I and know now all I can't about be that. in the band anymore. <laughs> Pete and I know all too well <laughs> what happens with creative differences. Get into the way. But I never said it was like horrible. I'm like mad at Pete. I'm but like, oh, Pete. Ah! But that's what I think it is. I think it's probably like he's he's legitimately like pissed at someone and he's trying to like make a dig at them. Yeah, that's what it is. That's I think it's what money. It I think it's just that all money. Like someone stole the money. Like I, that's what I think. I think his money was stolen. But wait a and minute, now though. he's like homeless. But those he's guys over. It's like something horrible. Happened. The only reason I don't agree with that is because remember when they had the court case where the remaining members of Ghost like sued Tobias? Yes. Yes. And well, he wasn't in that. He wasn't in that. This so guy? I don't I don't think it was I don't think it was the money. Like he he wasn't involved in that case. So yeah. it's like if he wanted money, it could have been something like I'm that. I'm telling you, somebody was like, Your riffs aren't that spooky. And he was mm-hmm. like, What? Yep, someone fucked That's someone. Horrible. That's where I'm going. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna let's let's all us universally on the metal metal such podcast, if this was a multiple choice answer. Are we gonna say it at the someone same time? Fucked someone. someone. Yes. Bam. We're, yep. we're deciding someone fucked someone, which was not cool, and that's a horrible thing. <laughs> Speaking of People not fucking other people to our knowledge, but we're going to say that. (laughs) Phil Demo, last week we talked about Machine Head, a lot of the core guys leaving the band, how we thought it was because Catharsis was such a bad record. Well, Phil Demo came out. He didn't say that. So us speculating wrong like we usually do on the show is probably what occurred there. But uh, this is his. (laughs) (laughs) We all think we're still right on this. No, seriously, we totally think we're still right. We think he's just doing the smart business move thing, but we but we think we're right. Yeah, somebody in PR told him to say this. And we also feel that someone fucked someone, and that's horrible. Exactly, (laughs) fucking someone. But sometimes, if both people want to be fucked, it's a nice thing. I don't Thank you, Jocelyn. This is 2018, Jocelyn. We don't know what you're talking about. I don't want to slut shame my audience. I don't want to slut shame any member of yeah, Ghost. I don't want to slut shame uh, Ghost. Or Machine Head for that matter. So, so this is what Phil Dem- Demel uh, responded with leaving the band. Thanks to all I've reached out and offered such positive support. 15 years of Machine Head is a long time, let alone the almost 32 years since Rob and I first started playing music together in violence. I'm honored to have been given the opportunity to be in this band, and I am proud of my contributions over that time. It's simply time for me to step away and do something else musically. People naturally grow apart over time, and it's not, and it's no one's fault. <laughs> Wait, I just have to pause, and that yeah. feels like when you break up with your ex and your friends are like, you totally got dumped, and you're like, it was mutual. Yeah. <laughs> it was mutual. It was, I didn't get dumped. Yeah, it was just like that Seinfeld episode where they broke up with each other at the exact same time. They're like, all right, I got something to tell you. I got something to go. To tell you, okay, you go first. We need to break up. <laughs> Continuing, it's amazing, and we're so fortunate to have been able to do it for so long. This last run will give us an opportunity to say goodbye as a group and have a sense of closure to an incredible run. I wish the Machine Head Camp and at Alien Head 65 well as we see what is next. I have so much left to express musically, and pretty soon I'm gonna need a job or job. Hoping y'all stick around for the next chapter. Much love and gratitude. So, in a lot of ways, maybe... Oh, I thought he was gonna ask us... This- I thought he was gonna ask his fans if he knew anyone that could hook him up with a job. All of the readers between the age of 25 and 30... Uh, readers, all of the listeners between age of 25 and 40 have seen this post a million times on Facebook when people get divorced. Like, right, yeah. It's always the like, husband being like, Rebecca and I have gone our separate ways but we're still friends it's still cool it was a great relationship i love her so much we have children so we still love each other (laughs) looking forward to co-parenting yeah Yeah, that's exactly what this sounds like the day <laughs> Who looks forward to co-parenting? That sounds nobody does. Yeah, nobody looks forward to. I don't know. It. It I depends mean, I think how much. Work. I mean, look. I'm sure there are some people out there that look forward to co-parenting. They're like, look, not a bad parent. Hate the person that I wake <laughs> right. up next to every day. Happy to drive her to your house if I don't have to suck your dick anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. Yeah. But yeah. I Matter of fact, I'll saying. bring you a couple of pancakes <laughs> when I drop off this fucking crotch fruit. <laughs> <laughs> crotch fruit. Sorry, chill. <laughs> I do not stand by calling children crotch fruit. Anyways. I don't. I don't have kids, so I can have that faith. I can have. That but belief. you know what? I just realized is that I guess it makes sense. It does yes. totally. Yeah. Makes sense. What do you mean? You guess it makes. You course plant it makes the sense. seed. Yeah, you plant the seed, and then, and then it turns into a fruit. Grows. Yeah. And no. where does the seed come from? Your dick, yeah. aka your crotch. And if, crotch you, if fruit. you crack them open, there's milk inside. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Um. <laughs> Back to Phil Demel, not touching that one. So he's going to get a job or job. Maybe he's done touring, man. Maybe he's got. He's at the point he's where he's over he's the like, rock you know star what, life. Let me Dude, just, that could easily me, be it. Yeah, that could easily be it. I'm going to tell you this. I do think the album was like. I think 
I think when he heard the album in its finished state, I think he was just kind of like, we climbed the mountain. Or, you know what I mean? Or it's here that, or we climbed the mountain a long time ago. Right. And I don't like what's below me. It's you like know what when I mean? you have that like group of friends that you hang out with and you're kind of on the outs, like you've been growing apart. And then when you go to hang out with them one time and they're all doing meth and you're like, oh yeah, that's, yeah. we're different people now. Oh, I have shit. to go. I'm like, like, whoa. Yeah. I thought we were all cool brushing our teeth together, yeah. but now that's not happening. <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel, I feel like your analogies, I mean, there's some truth to some of everything you said. I think your analogies are just fucking extreme. extreme. Yeah, they are. We, we went to meth friends and crotch fruit. I'm I can sorry. only base things off my own life, Pete. Dude, I, yeah, I'm sorry, Pete, if I want to Travis Pastrana my jokes. I'm sorry that all your friends didn't get addicted to meth. Yeah. You must be so much better than me. Maybe when I do a joke, I jump off a ramp and I do a heart attack and they grab the handlebars again and land it. You, you? Nitro circus. Yeah, that's what I do. You're, you're just, over here. Yeah. You're just double down on your Travis you're over Pastrana here. No, thing or whatever. you're over here bunny hopping. I'm going for the stars, bitch. I'm sorry. So anyways, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, this show doesn't kick off until you call me a bitch. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I never edit those out. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Not because there's truth to that, y'all. Just mm. because mm-hmm. you say it with such flair. It's, it's expected. Hey, man, I Ric Flair the fuck out of everything Woo! I do. <laughs> that wasn't me. Sorry, it was involuntary. Yeah. <laughs> Next story, guys. So Axel wrote a really cool article, I, I, an editorial. I hope you guys do read it. it. The question is, what is the next big trend in metal? And he kind of goes through that. We all read it, and I truly feel there is no more trends in metal. I feel like it's just going to be a recycling thing going forward because I feel that the power of music has been lost on culture. I think... That's gonna, pretty negative for me. Yes, it is. I think but, he, uh, I think tell bands, me what you think. I think bands are going to go the exact opposite of Prince. Like, remember when Prince cut his ass out of his jeans? Guys are going to do that with their balls. <laughs> Game over. Cut the front out. Cut the front out. <laughs> Buckle up for my bass solo. I'll do like a murder just, face with my dick. Just, <laughs> so the next trend is balls out. Metal. Balls out just metal. Bouncing ham and sausage. Yeah. You know, I mean, make sure that make sure there's somebody at the door checking IDs. Obviously, you it know, this is not an underage part- show. Yeah. The drummer can't participate in balls out metal. Well, he could tape his balls to his stomach or something. That way it doesn't get in the way. <laughs> I'm trying to help you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you could just that's why Dave McLean left uh, Machine Head. Yeah. I'm not taping my balls to my stomach. The last no. time I taped my balls to my stomach, I ripped off my happy trail. I can't even talk because I'm so immature. All these ball jokes are fucking killing me. Killing it. It's so funny. Jocelyn, oh, what do you think? That Brandon, your trend, I don't think it's gonna happen. No. That's just me. But yep. Jocelyn, what do you but think? But I do want that world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do want balls a, out now it does I just want like it Keith be, Buckley dick out. Dick out. <laughs> He's fucking pointing to the audience. You sing. Like when he points his dick to the audience, that's their cue to sing. Let's get this pit going in their windmill in their dick. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah, bro. Instead of the finger in a circle. Yeah, and now we can bring back the old 80s hair metal where they got the fan going. That'll be from dicks. It'll be dick fanning. I don't know, man. I don't think we'll find it. I think everything's cyclical now, man. Like even outside of metal, the music I find that I love, it sounds like old Motown. Like there's right. new music coming out that sounds like old Motown. Yeah, this Greta Van Fleet's like a total... Yeah. Like, Yeah, exactly. So there's, I mean, we're just, we're just recycling, we're recycling fashion, we're recycling movies. Think about this though. Let me just say this. If I say, hey, remember uh, Rocky Metal in two, like, like Axel was saying in the article, 2001, you guys, there's a, there's a style, there's a trend, there's all these things. Now everybody just dresses like 17 year olds, like that roll out of bed and have beards, man. Yeah. But that's just like the world. That's not just metal. People are not like, style is not doesn't well, have a power anymore. Well, before in the 80s, in metal, metal, at least. before in the 80s, it, the metal, it was d- look dirty and have a lot of right. tattoos. Or, well, now, or wear like really tight, like around your crotch. Yeah, and yeah, sparkly, yeah. Exactly. Glitter yeah. Eyes. Tight balls pants. in though. Balls, balls, in. balls, balls in. in. Balls in. <laughs> Believe me, they weren't ready for balls <laughs> out in the 80s. <laughs> all right. Balls in. We're, right now we are ramping the balls. <laughs> there was no balls out in Reagan years. <laughs> no, exactly. Reagan would have put a stop to that. You know. <laughs> Hashtag Reagan's in balls in. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But, Trump you know, years, balls out. But, yeah. you know, but then it was like four years of the old Bush, then eight years of Clinton. Eight years of Clinton is what really paved the way to balls out, I think. That's really... Yeah, then, once you know there's been balls on the chair in the Oval yeah. Office, you're oh, a little more comfortable yep, yep, yep. And rocking then, out with your cock out. And then, and then it was George W. Bush. People were angry with their balls out. They're like, no, we got to keep these balls in. There's too much rage out there. 
And then Obama came in and they're like, black dude and the president. Wow, I'm so open-minded. Now, 2018, balls out. Balls out. I got to tell you, like when I say we're going to talk about this story and where you guys go, I don't even know how to stop you at a certain point. This point, like I have no idea. We just have to universally say that's the next trend. I'm afraid. It's I'm a magic trend. So we can magic, move on. It's a magic world where everyone is obsessed with dicks as we are. Yes, <laughs> thank you. That's, that's where we go. All right, next story, guys. <laughs> the next trend in metal. Balls out. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, where do you go? You no, 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 no. We're done. We're, we're moving on. We're moving that on. That is where it's going to go. That is, that, is, that is our contribution to I our thought told you. I already told you when I thought Rock was dead is when I saw Marilyn Manson's asshole, because where do you go from there? <laughs> and now here we are. Next story, guys. Before my interview with uh, Nurgle from Behemoth, the original Filter lineup reunites to release first album together in 20 years. Hey, man. Nice shot. Nice shot. You guys cue that. Man. That was so bad. <laughs> okay, does that like this is not really a reunion to me? <laughs> like, is this? It's weird to me because it's like, like nobody like, asked for it. Richard yeah. Patrick's <laughs> been filter forever. It's like saying like Trent Reznor's reuniting with someone in Nine Inch Nails at this point. It's yeah, like, yeah, 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 it's like okay, I'm glad, but like, well, it, that's what I'm saying. Like, what filter, difference does it make? You're the shot caller. Yeah, filter yeah. is one of those bands. This is this is one thing that I think is funny. It's like filter is one of those bands to where it's like it really is. It should have just been like Richard Patrick and the fucking whatevers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. It, but but instead it was just filter. Yeah. It could have been Richard Patrick with filter. You know what I mean? But instead it's like, but you know, and then you could just get whatever you could do basically the ghost well, thing the, where you hire whoever to be your backup. This band. is the thing to me is I don't know anyone clamoring for more filter music. Oh, I like filter. I like filter. I think they're actually underrated. They are an I, underrated I band. They got, they, I think they, they get put out some really good. And when's the though, last filter album you bought? Uh, I bought the last one. So I know that where the sun went out was like years ago. I really liked that one, but the last one was like crazy eyes or something. I forgot. Anyways, I bought that one though and I listened to it and it got stuck in my truck CD player. And then I lost that CD player. Okay. And so I lost that. CD. I haven't had a filter song in my collection of music since now. That's what I call music. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I do volume like, 12. <laughs> I do like filter. I, I'll stand by that. And I think I have all the records. I haven't heard, all of them, I haven't heard filter since kids bop. <laughs> <laughs> and I know. <laughs> well, on kids bop, we'll just move on. <laughs> <laughs> There's really nowhere to go. At least I didn't go, dude. At least I didn't say kids at bop least, balls out. Yeah. Like, at least if I didn't if do we that. want Pete to make a hard left, we just have to bring up kids. Yeah. We figured kids it out. Like, and done. <laughs> Yeah, and he'll be with you with balls out. But the second he brings kids into it, he does yeah, a responsible yeah. thing and he ejects. He's like mayday out of this conversation. As soon as, as, soon as crotch fruit comes into play, yep. he's like, talk to me, goose. Mayday. Talk to me, goose. The crotch fruit. I can't. I can't. I just wanted to sing children are a future, but yeah. change children to crotch fruit. When the crotch fruit is the All right, guys. Got to teach that crotch fruit well and let him lead the way. <laughs> this month, Behemoth will release their new album, I Loved You at Your Darkest via Metal Blade Records. Like I mentioned, guys, it is out now. Make sure you pick up your copy. A crushing salvo of black metal majesty replete with hellish riffs, thundering drum cannonades, and soaring liturgical choirs, reminiscence of classic horror cinema. I Loved You at Your Darkest is the group's most dynamic record yet. Purchase your copy now at metalblade.com slash behemoth, and be sure to also catch Behemoth on the road this fall with At The Gates and Wolves in the Throne Room, guys. And with that, let's jump into my interview with Nurgle from Behemoth. Everybody, what's going on, guys? It's Petter with Metal Sucks on the phone. I got Nurgle from Behemoth. We are here to talk about I Loved You at Your Darkest, which is coming out October 5th. And uh, Nurgle, man, congratulations on falling up the Satanist. That's a tough act to follow, but you, uh, you knocked it out of the park with uh, I Loved You at Your Darkest. Did you put a lot of pressure on yourself going into this writing process? Well, uh, well maybe subconsciously. Uh, there, was pro- there was some tension that, I, that, that, that we felt, but... Uh, Every next record, it's like a new chapter for us, like a new beginning. You know, it's like, okay, let's 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 put it that way. You know, I woke up earlier today. You know, so I have this, you know, philosophy that says that like every day we kind of we kind of reborn, we kind of uh, we become like a new person. It's like a part of the like a, this process of becoming, right? And that's what the Every next record is is like a next chapter on the process of becoming something, some kind of I don't know. Like in this case, I'd say Behemoth. You know, first thought is becoming the beast, and that's what it is. So we try not to think too much about like the past. You know, we just we just use the gut feeling, we use intuition to 
writing music and whatever comes out of our you know system we consider being uh honest and and genuine and and that's what should be on the record so not really i wouldn't say so plus of course you know a lot of people because the satanists got like so much recognition worldwide right and people were like we just claim that an album as it's definitely it was definitely like the most successful uh behemoth endeavor like both uh artistically and commercially and i agree and i'm super proud of that record but the question no, i mean in return i'll ask do we want to compete with ourselves or you know you, let's take two planets you take mars and you take jupiter do they compete with each other no they don't they can be like two autonomic beings uh, entities and it you know it's just up to you really you know if you want to fly on you know on the moon or mars or jupiter or saturn you know because it just depends what you know what your needs are so that's how i really approach like every next behemoth album to me what's what's, what's truly essential is that this is the 11th album of the band that's been around for almost 30 years and I'm 41 only. That is already fucking surreal, okay? Mm -hmm. I mean, within that time, some other bands would just split up like 20 times, would kill uh, each other, would fucking, uh, you know, take like really curvy roles and whatever, just, just, you know, fuck off. And this band sticks together. We've had like the longest existing lineup and we're still succeeding in redefining ourselves. And you know, I mean, on one hand, we are part of the genre that, that, that we worship, that we, that we feel so bound to, which is black metal or death metal or radical metal, you name it. And yet, you know, there's always a, a room and a game that we're using for just extending the boundaries and just making it even more diverse and even more flexible. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good spot to be in today, man. In, in an essence, what I'm hearing is that with each record, there's growth, and you can't take that growth back, but you're also living in the present. Do you feel you recorded any albums not with that mindset prior in Behemoth? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, the awareness is something that uh, we just develop while continuing the process, you know, while, while processing, right? So I'd say that, uh, let's say the most recent records were the most aware ones, right? So I'm, I'm really proud of them, starting from Evangelium. I mean, let, let's call it like the, the, the modern behemoth era. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm the most proud of it, you know, because I'm, uh, I was the most aware of the whole process. So like 16 or 17 or 18 years old, Nurgle, you know, doing a centipede or drum. I was just a kid, man. I was just trying drums, you know, that were like, they were completely like unknown and unexplored for me, which was awesome. You know, we were deflowering the ground and we were, you know, we were virgins ourselves, you know, <laughs> just, you know, like, I mean, come on, 16, 17, it's kids, it's kids, you know, and here we are like 20 fucking plus or eight years later, just, just doing albums with all this awareness and, you know, knowing exactly what we're doing, you know, where we're going, where we're coming from and where we're and what we're aiming for. It just feels so good. Very, like empowering feeling. Nice, man. And one thing I, I love about you guys, and I don't know if it's you or the whole band on this one, but like you guys still always put an amazing package together, like with a physical copy of a record or even last year's, uh, you know, live record. You Not guys in a while, yeah. Yeah, yeah. An amazing package. You always take the time for us that are still record buyers to make sure it's something that is, is worthwhile and that we take care of. Um, yeah. That's a, that's, it's, it's a rarity these days, but that, and, and like the music videos, all the things you do in the, the world of Behemoth, the visual presentation, does it take as much time as the music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it costs um, energy consuming anything else. I don't know about time, you know, because sometimes I write a song in 45 minutes, and the other time it takes six months, right? Mm -hmm. But, uh, like the whole like, process of, of just putting the record together, like uh, physically, I and mean, then all the graphics and stuff. Man, this is. If I look back now, like I'm, I see how much how much effort it took, you know. But you know what? It always pays off. You know, we just got the boxes, you know, and you know, like every we get like every piece, you know. Monty the guy who runs Webster, we just send us photos, and even I'm here, like on the other side of the globe, I'm just 
I'm acting like a kid. Oh shit, that turned out so awesome. It's good, you know, that you know, all this hard work is paying off. I mean, man, to me it's I mean it's it's a very karmic approach, so to say. Why do we pay so much energy, so much attention to detail, to aesthetics, to packaging? Because I myself am a fanboy and a record buyer. So I'm in US now and I've already spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars on LPs. I went to Love Trade. Uh, probably tomorrow I have a full day off. I'll fucking go to Amoeba and spend another hundreds or maybe thousands of, of, do- of dollars on the record. And, and I'll just sit there like a, like a little kid, you know, in, the, in, a, in a toy store, just, you know, with my eyes, you know, blinking. And I'm like, oh, shit, I need this, I need that. Do I need those records? I don't think so. But I'm a fan. And I love this business. And I love being part of it. I, I love being a performer. I love being the performed. I love being uh, the, the stage persona. I love being uh, in front of stage persona because that's what I usually do. I fucking I went to see Flash yesterday. I was in the pit, man. I was in the pit, just just acting like a kid, just banging my head, singing along the the Rocket Queen, and 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 that's me. If I ask people, hey, please buy our records because this record uh, pay our bills, so we can focus on focus on like writing music and touring and stuff, you know, it, it's not this only. I mean, I go to the, sh- if I get like three tickets to the show, I go to the show and I'll fucking buy shirts because I feel like I owe something to the artist, you know, if I get the shirt for free because I'm a fucking musician and I'm friends with all these guys, you know, I'm okay. Oh shit. I got a shirt for free. So I'll just go and, and get like a, a deluxe edition of the album, you know, when it's out, you know what I mean? So either way, the circle closes. Either way, it closes and it it just makes it just makes sense, you know. So if I'm asking more fans and people, hey, okay, you stole the record from Torrent, fine. But when you go to the show, please make sure you buy a shirt. You know what I mean? It's like either way, you're gonna, you know, we, we need to keep the comic cycle going, you know. And that's why I mean, why it's so worth, you know, to just putting all that effort together, you know. And yeah, I mean. It just feels good, man. I feel, I feel honest about it, you know? Yeah, there's, there's an honor system now for us fans. And even you as an artist, you respect that. Like, there's there's a system now where it's like, no, we will get what we put into it. And if we love it, and we actually give it the time, and we have, like you said, the package and the whole presentation, then we'll yeah. get something out of it. Yeah, but you know what? I, I mean, I, I really advise people. I mean, I have no problems with people uh, streaming the music or downloading the music, you know, because... Hey, I'll be like that. Okay, so you don't need to go and buy a record, you know. I mean, if you don't like it, go download it. If you don't like it, I don't, I mean, you're not gonna, I'm not gonna force you to like it, you know. I mean, still listen to it, you know, you don't need to pay for that, you know. I mean, this is the signal and poise, uh, the, the sign of time. That's how it is, you know, fucking deal with that, you know. And But then, you know, if you are a fan and if you appreciate what we do, you are gonna support us. So, I mean, either way, you know, we get there. Exactly. I agree, man. So recently, uh, you did state something that we talk about on the show quite often, and that's the lack of danger in rock and roll and how that's kind of affecting the scene. Do you think you will ever have that same danger or appeal that we saw growing up? I don't know, but um, I mean, you know, time, times change. And like, um, to me, honestly, you know, things are just getting way over politically correct, okay? And um, I'm, I'm pretty fucking liberal uh, uh, animal, okay? And I'm very open, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, really. And yesterday, or two days before, like two days ago, I was banned from Facebook right before the fucking album release, you know? I was banned from Facebook uh, from making a poly, or like a, a comment in Polish, I'm going to translate it to you now. I said, blame some gay Prosecco for what I did. That's exactly what I said, which is, which is a funny, friendly comment. And people who obviously know me, you know, they know that I'm gay-friendly, I'm Jew-friendly, I'm, I'm just I'm a friendly animal in general. You know? So I'll be the last one to make like, a hate comment. You know? But this mindless fox wouldn't even investigate, wouldn't just go deeper than, you know, than... Uh, the shallow message of the of the comment 
and it would fucking delete me, you know what I mean? And I cannot even use Messenger. So this pieces me off. And I've, uh, recently I've read this book, which is an amazing book. I, I totally advise people to, to, to read it. It's called uh, Please Kill Me. I, I never remember the, the authors, and uh, but, but this book on punk rock, how punk rock was built, how it started when he fought with pop, with, uh, with uh, Blondie, with all these, you know, guys, Billy Idol, and they, uh, like, tell the romance and all of them, you know, and they tell the story how, how it was built. And man, I was reading this, and I was just as excited as a kid because it was so, just read that book, you know, and just imagine things like that would happen today. I mean, these people would like be either be dead or like in prison, all of them, you know, considering today's uh, standards of political correctness. So, yeah, times change. I don't know if it's for good. In some aspects, it's for good. In some other aspects, it's not so good, you know. But uh, we have to deal with that, you know. And, uh, well, I may have my reasons to be to be pissed off, you know, because I don't like that, you know. I like fans, you know, that just they just like super like friendly, you know, and um, and they just, you know, it's, I don't, I'm not gonna throw any names here, you know. It's not the point, you know. But it's cool, you know, if you just all about gimmicks. But Behemoth is not about gimmicks. We're anti-gimmick band. We are. Uh, we totally stand behind every word and every action we undertake with this band, and we're a very serious band. Even if you meet me off, off stage, you know, I'll be fucking goofing around, I'll be, I'll be, you know, I'll be a funny guy and, and stuff, you know, but when it comes to art, I'm fucking deadly serious, you know, so, um, and I had this conversation yesterday with a good friend of mine uh, who flew in from, uh, from Switzerland and he said that to me in, uh, in Whiskey Goga, hey, you know what, what I appreciate about you guys is that, like, despite all, like, all the hate and, like, People like bitching, oh, this anti-Christian thing, you know, it's, it's getting old, you know, you come up with something new. And, like, and he was like, you know what, that's what, what, make, what makes this band young, is that you're not giving up. You have your ideals, and, and you have your reasons to be pissed off and angry, and you find your ways to, uh, to express that, and you fucking stick to that. And that's exactly what we do regardless. So um, what, all I'm going to like. Well, I'm going to just conclude, you know, this, this long, uh, uh, elaborate that, you know, we, we're not going to change because people like expect us to change or whatever. And I think the fact that we are so anti-religious, irreligious band, you know, doesn't, doesn't take away the fact that we are very spiritual Jesus band. Okay. And the fact that we are, we use some of the cliches, heavy metal cliches, does not exclude the maturity of what we do. And the fact that we do it like big scale, with a, you know, in a good, with a good taste, and it's not just, you know, another cheesy, you know, um, you know, anti-Christian chit-chat, you know, it's, it's, it's something way, way deeper than that. And I, and I actually, that's funny that you brought up what you just said about Facebook, because I remember I follow you on Instagram, being someone that speaks his mind when others, you know, are silent about a lot of things, I think that's commendable. It's very hard in these days, because when you hear a conversation like us talking right now, there's context, there's all these things, but when you put it on the internet, people create the context for you. Yes. And that yes. and that's where it gets confusing. I remember, and like I said, please, if I quote this wrong, but I remember during the World Cup, right? There was uh, Poland, you guys were favorites in your uh, in your bracket, and then you, you went 0-3, you lost to, I remember Japan, I can't remember, and then I think Sengala was the last one. And you made a comment, kind of like disappointed in your Polish team, saying something yeah. in regards yeah. of, uh, you know what, yeah. Poland, maybe we should quit this sports thing and focus on art, you know, medicine, all these yeah. great things. Instead, you know, maybe yeah. our race isn't um, set up for this. And then people completely turned that because you used, I believe, the word race. And I'm sorry, I don't yeah. have it in front of me. And said, oh, this is a racist comment. And they virtually put themselves into the context of that. Do you feel, as an artist, you have to defend yourself against no. these situations? No, no. I mean, uh, as an artist, you don't need to explain yourself. That's what differs. That's what makes us different from politicians. You know, I mean, if you're a politician, you're there to, you know, to be more or less a populist. You want to attract people because you you need a lot of followers. I'm not. Asking for attention, like 
I'm not asking, oh, people, please follow me, you know, and I'm going to just leave you. you know? No, I'm here. I mean, being an artist, you know, like the whole artistic essence is to please myself in the first place. So I'm here to give myself satisfaction. It's like masturbation, okay? I mean, you just do it for yourself. Some people like to do it. Maybe they just invite people to watch and maybe they just release it on Red Tube. Fine, cool with me. No, I don't do that, you know? If I love myself, I'm here to please myself in the first place. Then I'll just pass it on to, uh, you know, to, to larger audience. And if they follow, if they like it, that's cool. If they don't, it's still fine. So that's why I'm not a politician, you know. My, my system won't fail, you know, if people like on one, on one day they'll be like, oh, we don't like that. And I mean, I have no control over people's faces. I have no control over your decision. You are the one responsible for your decision, not me. So if you decide to follow, if you decide to like something, cool. I appreciate it. If you decide to dislike something, I appreciate equally. There's like an equal sign in between them. And yes, I remember the post, you know, and I, I remember also the friend of mine, Alan from Primordial, that reached out to me, and he's a good colleague, and he asked me, can you please explain, because I think I understand why people got it wrong, and uh, you have to be careful with this, and I'm worried about your body, and blah, blah, blah. And he was really cool, very friendly, and uh, he also said to me, look, I'm Irish, and you're Polish, and I understand that sometimes you may use uh, some vocabulary, some words, that you are not like 100% aware of what, I mean, I know what you're saying, but especially in today's world, you have to be super careful what you're saying, you know. And uh, of course, you know, you know, if you know me, you you know that I'm everything by the chauvinist, by a racist, by, by this, by that, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm not the person, you know, because there's nothing in my nature. So if I use the, uh, the word race, I usually use it in a context, in a very metaphorical context. When I use it in a metaphorical context here, when I use race, I probably mean uh, the race of Nathalie, you know, <laughs> or race of fallen angels. That, that's why I like to use the word race, you know, but today, you know, you just use the word race and, and they, they, I mean, see, today's life is all about headlines. It's all about tweets, right? It's like, boom, it shows up, you know, and people do not investigate. People do uh, take no effort to go into the sense of, of a comment. They just make up uh, their uh, comment and they just throw it at you. And there's no even time to, uh, you know, to, control, uh, to, to discuss that, you know, because you, like, whatever you do, like, immediately you're trying to be this or that, you know. And the world is so fast that, like, today's news, today's racist, today's chauvinist, today's uh, rapist, another story, you know, that probably worth to, to you know to, to talk about you know because it's also a very common thing like racist today i mean today's racist is not is no tomorrow's racist tomorrow is another racist and another racist another is another death you know so that's how we live this day we live too fast and we make our conclusions way too fast without a deeper reflection and that is sad I, I agree. I, I do agree with you on that. And and I always tell my friends, like, you know, what is an apology even worth when a 24-hour news cycle is all you get? So the story kicks 24 hours. If there's an apology later, just say, like, oh, okay, I see what I did wrong. It doesn't matter. Yeah, people and, ignore it. Yeah, yeah, people ignore it totally. Yeah, it's, all that matters is the sensationalized headline. Yeah, yeah. And being in a position where you are an extreme personality in this extreme band, uh to navigate something like that, you almost have no control. True. Do you feel that way? Yeah, uh, kind of. And that's kind not of. fair. I just, I, yeah, I just, I just came across this really cool and very, very valuable comment uh, coming from some artist or some poet or whoever, but some like big name. And, and I'm really bad at, you know, my memory is just fucked up and I don't remember, but I came, I came across this comment of the guy saying that when the poet articulates a word or like a poem, just, you know, the word comes out of his mouth. He, it's not his word anymore. And that's exactly how I see the world these days. That's exactly how I see my music as well. So we're here to talk mostly, I guess, about the new record, you know. But in a way, it's not my record anymore. It's yours. <laughs> that's why, like, first thing I ask you here was like, Hey, what are what you thinking? What's your favorite song, you know? I mean, you own it. I mean, okay, I own publishing, you know, but there I got, there I got, there, and I have no control whatsoever. 
<laughs> it's also kind of exciting, you know. It's like I don't have kids, you know, but I guess it's somehow somehow it's similar. You know, you you raise a kid, you know, and then uh, the kid is I don't know, sixteen or eighteen. He gets his you know license and his you know rights of like the adult rights, let's let's call it, and he's gone, and he has no control whatsoever. All you can trust in is that all the effort and knowledge and wisdom you invested in that, uh, that little, you know, shit <laughs> is, 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 is going to pay off on his advantage and he's not going to fuck up his life with some, with some stupid shit, okay? So that's exactly what happens with comments, we're talking comments, like there are very, yeah, just people are sensitive about comments and we can talk about, uh, I don't know, uh, music and it's, that's how it, uh, that's the mechanism of it. But, but then on the other hand, look, you know, what is today's sport? We, like previously, we were talking about soccer, you yes. know, and um, and I kind of, I, I officially I said, hey, I'm, I'm, to say least, I'm not a fan, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't, I fucking don't like that, you know, and I think it's just, it's meaningless, it's stupid. But then on the other hand, it's just my opinion, okay? And I know there's a lot of, like, football like, fans, you know, within heavy metal, and I respect that, but I remember, again, Alan from Premier they're telling me, hey, it's all about the masses, and it's all about you know the what he called it like a middle class entertainment, and it's massive. You just cannot just take away uh, take it away from them because it's exactly what uh, what was it called in ancient Rome? What they did, did like the, what he called the you know the Colosseum stuff, and you know remember that was political. That was political, you know, like in the the Caesar who just come up, you know, with all these you know, you know, gladiator fights and like killing Christians and stuff. It was political. It was exactly what soccer is these days, you know. So I'd say it's all about appealing to the, to appealing the mob, appealing uh, and satisfying their very, I'd say, uh, low needs. Just to be loud, just to be drunk, just to be obnoxious. They need that. So in order to control the mob, you must release that kind of stuff. That's, but then, that's why I made this comment, like, I don't feel like part of the mob, you know. I just don't see myself just, you know, screaming, you know, the hell out of my, you know, vocal cords, you know, in, in favor to some football team. It's just not me. Yeah. Yeah, there's a quote that I always remember from Bill Hicks, the comedian. Caffeine from Monday to Friday to energize you enough to make you a productive member of society and alcohol from oh. Friday to Monday to keep you too stupid to figure out the prison that you're living in. And it, yeah. it, it's always stuck with me. And like when you said the mob mentality of like, just keep us, you know, I'm middle class, us, you know, keep our entertainment flowing because we have to work so hard during the, the work week and, and all those things to, to get by. It, it totally, yeah. it, it might be the only way to maintain the masses from some sort of uprising or upheaval. Do you think about that? Yes. And I, uh, and I have, and I must respect that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the point is I live a different life and, uh, I'm not really bound to, and I'm not, I'm not chained to the wheel, so to say. I'm not, uh, chained to the, to the typical, let's say, I don't know, five, like six or five days work, you know, like formula and, and, and my life. something else, you know, it doesn't mean that I should really, Talk ex cathedra here and just you know raise orders, but then again, you know I cannot really stop. <laughs> I just cannot stop being myself and just making uh, honest comments. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah. And I'm not there to you know to offend like all the offense of football. You know, I mean it's cool. I mean, trust me. You know, I like within my like like within the circle of my closest friends, I have you like diehard Christians as well, you know. And uh, I have people who, like, on some on some levels, uh, they totally are, like, my uh, my antagonist, okay? Uh, but, it, it, I mean, if you're intelligent, you always find ways to um, to communicate with the other person, if you want, you know what I mean? So, uh, the fact that we, I don't know, we, you're black and I'm white doesn't mean that we cannot communicate. The fact that you are... Um, uh, uh, Republican and I'm a Democrat or whatever, it doesn't mean that we, I mean, okay, 
how about we just go politics and we go and uh, fucking and and we go party. We go to see a player. We uh, uh, we uh, we play chess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just building bridges, you know, above and around the stuff. That I mean, okay, this is a hey. How about just not entering that ground? You know, when there's no fucking way we're gonna you know agree on. You know what I mean? So I just in Poland there's some of this uh, priests that are very like forward thinking, very liberal. It's called the ecumenic. Uh, approach of of the church, you know. There's some of the like really like old priests, you know, and I'm I'm not friends with them, you know. But like every now and then, I get like uh, they send me regards. They 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 just respect me for who I am, you know what I mean? Or I'm approached by Catholics, or like I read comments on my Instagram, hey, and I make like a, a I don't know, I make a post that is like very anti-religious, okay? Which is we have which happens quite often because that's me. And then I get comments there, say, "Hey, I'm I'm Catholic, but um, I just cannot disagree. I mean, it's it, you made the right point. Or I'm a Catholic and I feel behemothed. What I'm supposed to do with the people you see? Should I fucking reject them? No, because I truly believe there's some metal language that we can use to communicate with each other. So I I will always embrace those people. And I'm like, oh fuck, you know, I never." I'd be like surprised. Oh wow, really? You follow the band? I mean, like regardless, like all these very radical aesthetics that are just striking the very sense of your, I don't know, of your ideology, and you're still fine with that. Wow, respect. Thank you so much for doing that. Thank you so much for for open mindedness because it means you're way bigger than your ideology, which is the sense of of humanity, I guess. In order for that to work, it's it's a common ground and people listening, which I think is is very difficult these days. It's just listening because they want to put a label on someone and just count them Always. out. They Absolutely. want to just yeah. count them out. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. It's, it's all about labels. And, and what I like about what we do is that we we try to get away with you know labeling us. You know that's why it's always been a case. Like first thing, like I mean, there's been there's been talks, you know, Like the first thing I would hear is like two. What are you, dead or black metal? And I'm like, why should I? Why should I make your life? Why? Sh- why the hell I should make your life easier by answering this question? Fucking die in pain thinking if we're black and death metal. If this is if this is really your idea fix, because to me it doesn't fucking matter as long as I'm honest to myself. Amen. Exactly, dude. Exactly. So, um, man, I got one more question for you before I get you out of here, Nurgle. You have a, a strong love for Poland. That's where you're from. And when you have a strong love for a country and a culture that you understand, it's fair to criticize it in a lot of ways. Um, I saw a recent video when you were promoting the record that you did say that you can never feel totally safe there as opposed to other countries. What in the history of your nature uh, led you to feel that way, kind of made you feel unsafe at your, at your native land? I think it, it, it's really, I mean, the dynamics of of, of, of Poland are, are meant to, I mean, that's who we are. That's the nature of our country. Um, it's the geopolitical place on a map that makes us what we are, who we are. The fact that we've always been on the verge of all the like, biggest European conflicts, you know, and that conflict, the duality, reflects who we are, reflects our lives. So I've also like made this comment lately, oh, quite quite a few times, that Poland made me who I am. I'd say this: Poland made me do it. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it really. I mean, like if you want it or not, you know, you can try to deny it. But your circumstances made who you are. The place you were born. The language you you use, you know, your parents, that's in your DNA, and there's no fucking way, I mean, there's no one gonna take it away from you. You can try, you may try to castrate that, you may try to reject that, you can go, I mean, let's say you were born in Russia, you can, you know, move out to Tel Aviv, but the Russia will not, the Russia that is in you will never leave you. <laughs> or, uh, America that you know, will never leave me, or Poland that is within me will never leave me. So I guess that this is what uh, what made me so um, my my dichotomy, my my duality, you know. And that's why I embrace that. That if I guess you know 
I mean, I'm, some of the conclusions that I'm making now, and I, when I look back, it's like, ah, that's why I did that, you know. That's why I called my book Sacrum Profanum. It's all about the day and night, black and, and white, the, the constant dance, you know, of, of opposites, of extremities, you know, they always clash with each other. But it can be, it can be very frustrating because they always collide, you know. So that's where I'm thinking, hey, I can never be, I feel like 100% safe in Poland. So it's a critical, uh, it's, it's a critical comment, but it's also a positive comment. Why? Because on the verge of these two, uh, you know, the tectonic field? Yes. You know, that's, that's exactly what it is, you know. That's what, uh, you know, gives a spark to something bigger. In a safety box, you know, if I was, that's what I say, you know, if I was born in Australia, would I really be talking to you now? I'd probably be a surfer, you know, banging some, like, you know, cute blonde girls and just smoking weed and, and not being aware where Poland, you know, uh, is on the map. So let's sum it up, you know, we are victims of time and space because I had no influence whatsoever where my mom would spit me out of her womb. It is what it is. Yeah, dude, very, very true. I mean, and a lot of us, like, it's it's almost winning the lottery to not be, you know, born in, in, in certain areas that are, you know, poverty-stricken and all these, like, horrendous atrocities. Like, it's just it's just a luck of a draw. But like you said, but that defines us. I'm, I'm completely with you. I'm in Las Vegas, but I'm from Montenegro. And anytime... Oh, anytime, okay. Oh, I've never, I've never been there, and I'm dying to go there. Chernogura, right? Yes, dude, you gotta go. Yeah, I'd love to go there. I mean, uh, there's uh, a few friends of mine went there, and they told me it's, like, it's beautiful, and it's like a, and it's a growing tourist um, economy. And there's still no there. Maybe like in 10, 15 years, it's going to be like fucking, uh, you know, like, I don't know, like some, some other curves in, 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 in the world, you know, but now it's in between. And that, I guess, what still makes it so attractive, that it's still in between. It is a secret paradise and it's not an expensive trip. So everybody go there now to Montenegro. Trust me on this. But you're right. There is no way that can be hidden for too long. There's no way. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a beautiful place. But like you said, that mentality, like no matter where I'm at, that is me. I, I'm, I'm not a native anymore. I'm definitely an American because, you know, I, I grew up out here. But um, I, I'm very lucky to have that um, immigrant mentality that, cause my, I'm a first generation American. My parents are straight from, right. from there. So, um, it's just, it's like I said, it defines me, but it also makes me, it harder for me to connect on a lot of levels, you know, with, uh, yeah. with different people, but yeah, but you know what, but you know what, embrace it and, and cherish that, you know, because I, do. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's probably like your hidden value, you know, and you really need to embrace it. And I mean, that's why I never, I would never like value like, uh, that's why I'm so against like all the like nationalistic uh, movements because like what gives you the right to, to feel you know uh, better than the other one? You know? I've just explained it. You're just a victim of the fact that you're overborn there. You know, yeah. so embrace that, but don't make it. Uh, you know, just don't uh, don't make yourself much more important than other people. You know. Hundred percent. If you can be generalized and you're not an individual because you choose to conform. Unfortunately, that's your fault. You know, you yep. need to embrace exactly who you are, your roots, your culture, and bring that to the world. And but, dude, I just want to thank you so much, dude. I loved you at your darkest is out October fifth. Everybody, pick it up. Make sure you get a physical copy. Like I said, I remember when I got the Satanist before I even heard the record because I didn't get a, a copy ahead of time. The physical copy blew me away. I put the DVD in first before the record. And like I said, the visual aspect of that alone got me. And then I got to the record. And that's what you always give us, Nurgle. And I can't thank you enough as a metal fan uh, for for that, man. And I appreciate uh, your time and and, uh, what you just said because it it was like really good talk, you know, in depth. I liked it. You know, it's not just some bullshit chit chat. It's it's a really good talk. (laughs) Thanks for talking and, and, and yeah, keep it up, right?
the Metal Sucks Podcast. Tell me, tell 
And we are back, guys. First song you heard is uh, the latest video from I Loved You at Your Darkest. That is by Behemoth. That is Bart Sobel. And the second song was also off the latest record from Behemoth Wolves of Siberia. The third song, guys, from Gorid. It is off their new album, Aethra, which is out October 19th. That track is called The Century. Excellent record. Make sure you guys do pick that up or check them out for sure. And with that, guys, uh, I know the new trend in podcasting is not balls out. Hashtag balls out. What no. are you talking about? <laughs> my why balls can't are out. We, why can't we do balls out My balls out are out right, right now. now. I'm telling you. I, I'm, you guys don't believe in art. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. <laughs>